Hello and welcome back to Growing Through Dance and to part two of the interview with Dr Penny Martin. Having entertained us in part one with her memories of dance as a child and a teenager, Penny now discusses the skills she gained from having dance in her life and how her dance and performing experiences have informed her professional medical career. Welcome back, Penny. Can we get you now to talk about the skills and what you think you gained from your dance life? Again, I could speak a long time about everything that it did. I was I was thinking about that. I think kind of three main things kind of came to light with yeah really important transferable skills. One um, commitment, two time management, oh, um, yeah. Yeah. and the third thing obviously confidence. Yeah. Um, I think commitment. It was something that you just learned to to do no matter what and I think this would be horrifying in the age of Covid but I remember when I was a child I never took a day off school I never never wanted to but dancing if that it's it's funny now because if I'm poorly exercise is the first thing to go but when I was a kid there's no way I'd ever miss a dance lesson I remember feeling so unwell but you get there you do your thing I never not wanted to go so Mm. I think that that feeling of commitment you know mum's paid for the term of lessons you know she's taking me there you're going no matter what there's there's no social media of course you can't just text and say oh I'm not coming so you you were there no matter what so I think that idea of commitment has stayed with me throughout and even now when I do extracurricular things I find that um you know life does not get in the way but life happens and there's not make it every week to a class but I do find if I decide I'm going to do something like I'm learning ashtanga yoga at the moment yoga and and there's 7 a.m classes on a Monday and a Friday and I just decided I'm going to go and I'm going to be there no matter what you know it's and I think that stayed with me from dance lessons I think you look at it not like a job because it's something you've chosen to do but you feel that level of commitment and you're going to just commit to, yeah, you're just going to be there. And lots of people kind of come and go and a bit more flaky with it. But I think that commitment has stayed with me since dance lessons, really. Mm. Um, and yeah, time management. So of course, when you're doing schoolwork at the same time as as going to dance lessons, um, you really have to be careful to, to fit it all in. And I think that was, that almost just spurred me on more. I remember talking to mum about it and she's, she, she said how, it was it gave me a focus and a drive so if I had an evening and I got home at a certain time and I had you know two hours of dance or an hour of dance whatever in the evening with transport either side I had to do my homework in that hour before otherwise it wouldn't get done and I'd get into trouble so it just it focuses your mind to not Mm. kind of loll around you're just you're thinking right I have to be doing this and sometimes I would have hated it but I just remember a feeling of kind of accomplishment because I'd managed to fit everything in and you know that as soon as you go to dance you're seeing your friends you're dancing around you're you know it's you're in your body not in your head you can just really enjoy it um so and again that time management thing all the way through my studies having to do kind of revision timetables and planning time that I'm going to be doing exercise or when I'm going to be doing my food shopping or cooking or whatever and trying to eke out all those hours in the day and just structure your day in a way that you can just fit everything in um again I think dance just helped me to do that all my revision timetables with mum would always have the dance blocked out and so okay that's a no-go that's you know that's immovable that they're going to stay yeah. what other hours do I have and what can I do excuse me what can I do when so um yeah that time management thing really important and then of course confidence as well so 
you know, um, I still find now, even though I would say that I'm a shy person, if I need to do some public speaking or if I need to do something where I know I need to perform, um, there's something that comes over me that means that I just rise to it. I don't know what it is. It's like that different persona from that that just comes out and I just I'm penny in front of people like I'm being now really yes, rather than penny yeah. being quiet and in her own head it's just yeah. it's a different me that I'm used to being because mm. of how I was on stage yeah. and it's funny when I was I remembered this thinking about talking to you and um, at medical school one of my uh, colleagues one of my friends um he really struggled with um what we call OSCEs so they're abs- uh, observed structured clinical examinations or OSCE um, and it's a set of 12 we had 12 stations and you'd have eight or nine minutes in each one and there'd be certain things that you'd just be asked to do off the cuff so a chest examination or show me how you wash your hands properly or you know think just take a blood pressure nothing too complex mm-hmm. and then you'd be asked a few questions on the spot and you could prepare to a point but ultimately you had to kind of do it off the cuff because that's the, the point of it really you mm-hmm. kind of observed on the spot and I always did really well in my OSCEs, fine in the written examinations, but the OSCEs was where I always did really well. I got a certificate in my first year, I remember, for doing so uh-huh. well in my OSCEs. And it was that that same thing, that kind of, right, I'm performing now. I've got my work outfit on. I am Penny the Doctor. This is years before I qualified, of course, and this is what I'm doing. And even if you don't feel confident inside, it's that you. I've practiced acting confident. So you yeah. just just get on with it and it and it went always went really well and I always ended up enjoying it you're so nervous beforehand but I always ended up enjoying it because it's that performance aspect and yeah this colleague that I was talking about um he he said to me I I, Penny I really think that you're good at Oscars because you've had that background of of performing in dance and it had not dawned on me until he said that Mm. and I just thought wow that actually is true. I'm so lucky. I do have that other yes. penny that comes out when, and you know, it interviews and mm. all sorts of situations. And yeah, when I have to do a presentation at work or whatever, that has that will always be who I who I am when I'm performing. It comes from how I learned to to dance on stage. Yeah, that's really good. So a really nice transferable skill there in that oh, respect. So many, absolutely. <laughs> Wow. So other things you would have done in dance. Um, I know that you've, um, like we've already said, you love the fact that you got to do solos and you actually did some competition work. Um, So just a a quick question. Was it solos or was it groups which you enjoyed the most? (laughs) I probably enjoyed the groups the most Uh because the nerves weren't so strong, but there were positives of both. Um, the fact that you were everything was scrutinized when you're on your own so I'm I'm a real perfectionist and I think that the fact that your technique from your toe to your finger is you know from where you're looking how what position your head is in almost like rising to that challenge I really enjoyed as a soloist um, but the nerves really yeah it could be really could really overtake you sometimes and um, depending on what category you're in and who, yeah. who, who you're competing against um the groups the nerves just throw out the window you're not nervous because you've got your group with you you know you're on tribe. stage <laughs> yeah your tribe precisely and um just enjoyment and then funny anecdotes afterwards if something went wrong it was just mm. hilarious you know you weren't always so happy if something had gone I know, wrong. I know. <laughs> but for us it was like we're all in it together you take joint responsibility joint nerves it's all dissipated and so and um, super fun yeah, yeah definitely more fun to be really in the group good. Mm. how did you feel about doing exams um so in terms of dance exams 
again, I, I quite often get parents in particular who will ring up and ask, are they compulsory? And my answer is that no, they're not. But mm. these are the reasons why we do them. So I'm just wondering, as somebody who actually did exams, what were your thoughts on those? Yeah, again, when we did exams, it was just something that we all did. I don't remember feeling really strongly either way. It was just something which I just accepted it, that that was what we, was, we were working towards. And it was always really exciting to know how you got on. And it was that kind of competitive side of all of us, mm. you know, against each other. Even though we were great friends, we all wanted to do be the best you know yes, in a way you get the highest yeah. mark and we each had our different strengths and I think it's a really good kind of quantitative measure of how you're getting on um that feedback really spurs you on when you've done well in an exam it spurs you on similarly if you don't if you haven't done as well as you expect and and other people do and then you really know you have to up your game a bit and work harder it just drives you on so I think it's really important actually to have a measure for where you are in things just so you know that you can improve Otherwise, it doesn't really seem, you know, doing it for just enjoyment. I, it depends how you feel about it. I think I was always that little bit, not not serious about dancing, but I think I was always that little bit more. I mean, I just loved it, didn't I? So I think that, that um, the exams, I wouldn't have been without them because, yeah, it was the thing that drove me on and what I taught for. And also the pride of saying, you know, people at school had no idea what each of the exams meant. <laughs> But I can just say I'm doing my intermediate ballet you know just feeling so good about what that means only you really know what it means but it just that pride as well and I still have it on my CV the highest grade that I got to in each of the dancing is on there because it shows another string to my bow or a different part of my life it's such a huge part of my life Mm. that it's yeah again I have such pride in having it on there and I know it won't mean anything to you know the people that I work with now but I want it there you know it's Mm. important to me okay so let's just zoom forward a little bit and go to after school so you just had obviously decided to go down the the more um I'm going to say more medical route but I believe if my memory serves me correctly you didn't decide straight away did you no did you go first so um after school I had my gap year so to begin with so um worked in Halifax Bank as a cashier for a number of months and then went uh, traveling to Chile uh, for a few months amazing experience and then I'd already had a place a deferred place to go to UCL to do human sciences and um, yeah I'd always I think you know long by that point I decided that I wanted to go down an academic route yeah. and that dance was just for fun um, and uh, yeah so human sciences was the thing that interested me the most I did quite a wide range of um, A levels so I did English language maths and biology and then a PE AS level Um, I don't know if they even exist these days but yeah that's Mm -hmm. what I'd done at that stage Um, and again I wanted my degree to be as kind of wide ranging as that and human sciences is a wonderful degree you get you kind of mix the arts and the sciences in a way so you go from everything from kind of anthropology and history of medicine to biology genetics anatomy biochemistry physiology statistics even it you know it was really far ranging and people went on to do lots of different careers from that so I think at that stage I had no idea where I wanted to be but Mm. I knew that if I chose a subject that I really enjoyed um 
that that would automatically lead on and people from uh, my course ended up doing being lawyers going into producing in television a few medics like myself so yeah it was just a really almost like a foundation degree in a way for those who want to study more um yeah as you'll know UCL has the most well when I was there I'm sure it still does has the most amazing dance society as well so to be able to continue that was a real bonus and I didn't really even know that at that stage because um it's interesting I mean obviously I know we came to see a show but um yeah so I think I went to UCL feeling like I think after my gap year I remember coming back to CCDA um after being away for a few months and feeling like I it was a there was a real sadness because I felt like I remember Charlotte Selwood and Sophie Gooding had decided to become professional and I knew that I wasn't going down that route and they'd come on leaps and bounds in the time that I'd been away and I my mind was elsewhere really and I remember feeling that I was yeah kind of oh this is the end of my dancing life mm-hmm. and yeah like a real sadness with that like when you talk about the last show I don't necessarily like to think about that last show because I didn't feel like I was mm-hmm. really me then it was yeah it wasn't um it was kind of like it fizzled out rather than kind of going out with a bang which yeah there was a real sadness there but everything has to come to an end so when I went to UCL I didn't I wasn't really thinking about dancing I felt like that part of my life was over in a way I didn't get into the dance society straight away because again it just wasn't on my mind I was there to kind of get into my studies and meet new people and it wasn't something that I did straight away and then I lost a really close friend and it was just as well that I hadn't joined in that first year because all the rehearsals for their main show would have been over that time so things happen for a reason I suppose and then that summer so one of there was another girl who did human sciences in the year above me who put on a show in a really small theatre called the garage theatre it was just this black kind of box and you could just put on small shows there Um, and she planned to do it at the end of the exam period so it was after everything had happened I managed to get through my exams and I thought you know I know this girl this is my entry into kind of finding Mm. out who people are and I was nervous about it you know being in London coming from Sirencester not knowing who people were going to be like if I was going to be good um I'd put on a little bit of weight then as well so I guess I felt a little bit um self-conscious and like I might not be good enough all those natural things Mm -hmm. that all us human beings feel um and I just absolutely loved it that feeling of being back was just wonderful and um again there wasn't you know it wasn't a big show but it just meant that I could meet enough people and know what it was about to know that I was good enough to fit in easily and that I was then going to be part of the big show the following Mm. year so yeah um the dance society absolutely amazing I met a whole you know my tribe again I kind of flitting between my human sciences lot the people in my halls and then when I met the dance lot that's where I felt okay I belong now and it was that's when I really flourished that first year had been a bit kind of bitty but by the time I met my dance tribe and we were um practicing for the annual shows they put on at the UCL Bloomsbury Theatre um, and I choreographed my own dance as well nervous as anything pitching this dance to this you know board of people who were on the on the dance society committee um but it just went so well I got so many compliments it was really pulled off you know amazingly um you got to choose your own costumes in this amazing theater you got to choose your own lighting um and one of the guys who was doing the lighting then when I think he was doing architecture and he went on to do the lighting at the Brits one of the next oh, years wow. so really talented people yeah. who were going to do all sorts with their career who'd yeah. done lots in their past as well um putting on this amazing show I just thought it was the best thing ever and I remember doing more dancing than I did of anything else really it was um, and then the next year I was in the committee, I was communications officer in the committee. So I was really in there, it just kind of got 
more and more as time went on. And it's funny, actually, there's a girl who was a couple of years above me who I really admired, an amazing street dancer called Nicola. Um, and since the lockdown, so obviously they're still they're still my friends on Facebook, so yeah. you kind of see what people are up to. And through the lockdown, she set up a dance, a weekly dance class. So she's over in Henley oh. with someone else from the dance society who she lives near. And I haven't seen these people for 10, 12 years. Um, and I joined and we've reconnected. So um, it, it, again, like the dancing friends when you're younger, there's something about people who dance that you just feel a connection with that and it doesn't go away it's like a real special thing mm. that you can't replace and um being able to reconnect with her and it feels again really magical it's such an important part of your life that it, I, I don't have in Devon you know as an adult and but it yeah great great memories again <laughs> that's really great decided to go to medical school so was there any dance related things involved in medical school yeah do you know I just try and throw dancing wherever I can and (laughs) (laughs) at Warwick it was funny because we were a little bit separate so in I did graduate entry medicine at Warwick and the campus was slightly separate to the main campus and all the dance lessons for their dance society were on a Wednesday afternoon but we had lectures all day every day because we were kind of a shortened graduate entry course so I couldn't really go I went to a few evening ones and I almost looked was an outsider because I could see the dance society group like I would have had at UCL and I wasn't part of that because I couldn't be there enough and again I'd kind of done that and medicine was the focus now so I decided to set up my own kind of dance group in medicine I knew not many people were medics so used to do a kind of fitness in a little route like street dance routine something that anyone could pick up really and every Thursday evening we just you do an hour in the kind of common room in, in, in medicine and it got a really good turnout actually and that was just a way of kind of carrying on with it um and also our review shows so medics are really good at putting on review shows so comedy sketches songs yes. again look um, in medicine most people who do medicine have had other interests as well like myself in different things so the talent in other things is brilliant for comedy and you know singing and stuff um and I was always at the forefront of the dancing I choreographed the dance routines for my um medics review shows every year uh and then even when I got to my first job in hospital there were a group that put on a review show at the hospital um based on all the consultants and things and I again choreographed the dancers for that I was you know just throw myself right in and each time again at medical school I remember feeling not part of a group in my year mm. but then I found my tribe in the review lot and that was always the best part of the year and then similarly at the hospital the people who put on the review show with me you know one of them is one of my partners in my GP practice now oh. and she's very musical and sings not a dancer but you know they're my tribe it's yeah. like that yeah yeah it, yeah it, they get it <laughs> yeah yeah it's, like, it's something again you it's not there's not a word for it but there's just a link there mm. Oh, wow. So dance really has interacted in your life quite a lot all the way through. And the fact that you decided not to go down the route professionally hasn't made any difference to the way it's still helping to shape your life, I think. Last thing, really, just to think about if you have children of your own or if you have a um, a niece or nephew or anything, what would you say to the parents about taking children to dance? Do it. (laughs) just do it yeah because I think until a child is able to try it for themselves they don't know if they're going to enjoy it very much and like you say there's different types of groups of kids those who really want to go those who don't even the ones who don't want to go 
will get a huge amount from it. So I spoke about my sister, Rosie. She, yeah. mum <laughs> said with me, I always wanted to go. But every year, Rosie would say, I'm leaving. I'm going to leave after the next show or after the next exam. I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave. It was just that rhetoric that kept going with her. Yeah. And mum just said, oh, yes, Rosie, just nodded along. Yeah, after the next show, you'll leave. After the next exam, you'll leave. And she didn't. She just like, no, no, I think I'll carry on going a little bit longer. So even though she wasn't that enthusiastic about it, she carried right on until she was 18. She was part of this street dance group at, you know, at university university yeah I think whatever you get from it however much you like it it will bring those skills you'll develop a whole new group of friends that have this really strong passion in common or not they're just good friends you know um it just brings structure routine excitement something different to your life and another thing is I was thinking about this ahead of this as well that word mindfulness that's used so much now dance was that for me when I think back you know being out of your mind and in your body in the moment that's what I got from dance I remember you know difficult times as a kid nothing major you know breaking up with a boyfriend exam pressure whatever and and I used to feel like I was under a lot of pressure or feel quite stressed most of the time and every time I came to dance, it was my solace. And I remember getting to the end of a dance lesson when something had been on my mind all day and thinking, oh, my goodness, I haven't thought about that for a whole hour. Because mm-hmm. you're immersed in that an hour of a different space, a different environment, different people. You're thinking about what your body's doing. You're not in your head. It is the epitome of mindfulness and I still struggle sometimes to get that even in yoga I can't quite dissociate my mind sometimes but the only time I've ever had that Mm. consistently every time is dance and it's so easy you don't even it's not like meditation where you you know come back to your breath all the time it happens automatically um with a dance lesson it is just magical really is excellent so do you think also it could be magical for um returning adults nowadays or not or is it something that you know again I don't know as a as a doctor I don't know if it would be something you'd say well you know to somebody about do they have a hobby or yeah something I don't know if that's something you're allowed to say or (laughs) yeah I yeah I would definitely say that absolutely some I guess the more accessible thing is yeah I talk about exercise yeah yeah I don't talk so much about dance I do have a few people who dance and they love the fact that I know how it is so when I say what I've done you again get a connection with with somebody because they understand it too um yeah maybe I'll start doing that actually recommending um, and there was a group of doctors actually who did was it a group of doctors or was it just no a group of adults doing this lovely ballet routine and um, filmed in all different places over North Devon so all socially distanced I didn't know that this group existed and there's one there's a GP partner that I don't know personally but I recognized her from a different practice in North Devon who was part of this group and I saw that and I just thought oh oh why am I not part of that and it's in a slightly different part of Devon I yeah. suppose I'm kind of in my yoga world at the moment but it's so nice to know that's there and um yeah I think I will start recommending it to adults actually there's a couple of schools in near me actually mm. um that do adult classes and um, I wonder whether it's hard to know if it would be the same kind of mindfulness when you don't know the group as well mm. um I, d- I wonder whether you get that same level of kind of commitment in an adult group I don't know but no matter what it just makes you feel good doesn't it holding your body in a different way nice posture nice music looking pretty you know concentrating on what you're supposed to do I think it just makes you feel good yeah whatever age really 
That's lovely. Penny, it's been an absolute delight to hear some of your uh, thoughts and your memories in particular and how dance has affected your life. Thank you so much for talking to me today. Oh, it's been such a pleasure to see you again, Catherine. I'm delighted to talk about all of this. Thank you so much. <laughs> no problem. I do hope you've all found something of value in the past two episodes. Hopefully it's ignited your ideas and thoughts. It's not too late to enter our launch competition. All you have to do is subscribe, drop me a review, share me on social media, and then tag me so I know you've done all this. The next dance journey will be with the opera singer and musical theatre performer, Kate Ragmalovich-Evans. Just how has dance helped her? Thank you for listening. I am your host, Catherine Lucy. Mm-hmm.